is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. This is the 50th episode. Can't believe I made it this far, especially since I only published twice a month. You know, and that was even fairly new to me since I, when I started the podcast, I took forever to actually just be consistent. So I'm really happy that I've made it to the 50th episode with a wonderful guest. Um, but before we get to this great episode to kick off this halfway point to 100, you know, one day I'll be able to say it's the 100th episode. But before that, before we get to the listening with my wonderful guest, please support this podcast in many different ways. First off, support this podcast and many others right here on the Boardwalk Audio website by clicking up on the button that says support our artists on the Boardwalk Audio website. That will direct you to Amazon.com. Just do your normal shopping. It doesn't even cost you a thing. Once you check out, then a small kickback comes back to the podcast's um, network of Boardwalk Audio, and we can keep great shows on the network in the future and even just keep adding to those great shows. In addition to that, could you please go on to iTunes, rate, review, and then subscribe. And more importantly, that rating and the reviewing will bring more listeners to the podcast. And then please share it. Post it on your social media um, that you like this show. If you do, if you hate it, post about it. I don't care. Either way, post about this show. Tweet at it. Um, do everything you can um, to bring more listeners to the podcast. That's only going to improve the quality as I go um, and get even more people on here that I get to watch a movie and see what kind of movie they want to share. Um, and then you get to listen to me um, talk about how I got to hang out with them. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it for those reasons. Not really. That's super sufficient. I, it's why I made the podcast, but it's then again for you, the listener. Anyways, my blabbing on if you haven't seen it, watch Spider-Man Homecoming. It's a great Spider-Man. Watch the TV show Glow. I love it. It's my new favorite show. And with that said, a strong female-led show like Glow is a great segue into my wonderful guest. She's a very funny um, actor. She's one of the best. She's consistent. She's great. Um, she She's just, she's the best. She's a delight to hang out with. She's very fun. She's always going to be the life of the party, no matter what, because she just has that wonderful kind of personality. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have uh, her be a friend through the fact that she actually also co founded the Blinking Owl Distillery that my brother and my sister-in-law also founded with her. Let's get to this episode with Kirsten Vangsnes. Here with Kirsten Vangsness, <laughs> and we just spent the morning watching Undercover Brother. Yes, we did. Hi, Kirsten. We did. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me over to watch that delightful movie. Thank you for giving me an excuse to watch one of my very favorite movies ever. Of course. I love that's half the reason I do this podcast. Give people an excuse to watch things they love and yeah. share them with me. Um, but before we get into 
Uh, my immediate reaction to the movie and being introduced to it today. For our listeners out there that who have who have never seen this movie prior, mm-hmm. like myself, mm-hmm. can you give us a quick synopsis of that movie? Um, it stars. Uh, I always mess up his name. Eddie, Eddie Griffin, right? Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. I went always Eddie Griffith. Eddie Griffin, <laughs> um, Dave Chappelle, um, uh, a bunch of other people uh, that are great. Um, and it's based on – it's sort of like um, – uh, it's it's a spoof, but it, it's about like um, a guy from – imagine like a guy from a black exploitation film in modern quote-unquote day, but it takes yes. place in 2001. Um defeating uh, white supremacy, kind of, basically, and it's a comedy. Fighting against it, yeah. 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 I think that nails it down. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to give anything away. You can spoil here as much as you want. I know, but I don't want – I really want people to see it, but okay. I think okay. – but you, Most people should have already seen it. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so uh, <laughs> Billy D. Williams plays a character that's about to be um, – he's about to announce that he's running for president. This is before – Barack Obama and um, and the man, which is a evil white dude um, or like in a whole. Uh, oh, and Chris Kattan plays like the bad guy in it. Um, they. Oh, is that going to ruin Christmas? <laughs> no, I can pause. Um, this is proof that we're actually <laughs> in my house. You- proof of two things. Number one, <laughs> that we're in my house. Number two. That I have a landline. These are two things. <laughs> oh, that's a landline. That is a landline. Wow. My mother is like, it's one of those things of like, it, it makes sure that she doesn't disown me if I have a landline. But most <laughs> of the time, because she thinks that if there's an emergency, you need to have a landline phone. Oh. And um, and so me and my sister both, I don't, I don't know if my sister still has a landline. But anyway, I, I care about my mother, so I have a, a landline. Mm-hmm. And um, mostly the ACLU calls me. Real, and that's, oh, wow. that's for real. Like most of the time it's, it's either the ACLU or like the World Wildlife Fund calling me and asking me for more money because for some reason they got that number. Because um, landlines are just out there. Seems, I know they're just know? out there. So anyway, um, so, um, <laughs> uh, so Billy D. Williams is running for president. The man ends up giving him a thing that makes him, that brainwashes him. And so instead of running for president, he opens a chicken joint. Um, and then in the chicken, they have put this thing that's going to make everybody – um, sort of like uh, defunkify, de, you know, render everybody who eats this chicken sort of like um, whitewash them and make them um, just yeah, less, like mind controlled in yeah, some like mind sense. Control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of like just a very bland version of yes. themselves. Yeah. yeah, and that's what happens. And then they fight against it. They fight they against do. the man. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's great. That's, That's a wonderful it. synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next question to start us off to keep us going is why did you want me to see this movie? Because it's a great movie. <laughs> number one, it's a great movie. It's hilariously funny. And I think it's it's like incredibly relevant about I heard Barbara Boxer say something a, a while, not a very long time ago, but about a month and a half ago about how democracy it is um, something that must be constantly. It's not just there. It is democracy. It's done. It's something you constantly have to balance and fight for. Not fight. I don't. Know, we have a weird thing about the word fight. You just have to be mindful of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's true about all kinds of the 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 things that are on the expanded side of life. It's very easy to get contracted. And I think that this movie is very relevant in that. Um, 
it's it's something that we all have to be aware of that we live in a world that can in any given moment um, skew unequal, unequal to people uh, based on all kinds of things, not necessarily race, but, um, you know, sex or age or ability or sexual orientation, all these things. And there are things that um, and I love that it it's done in a in a funny way because I think that's the best way to get information through. And one of the things I like so much about it is it talks about how prior to 1972, there were powerful roles for black people. And then all of a sudden they were gone. And um, and that's and, and that is true. And yeah. And I mean, obviously, that was only a block of time because before that, there were no roles for black yes. people. So, um, uh, so I and I, I just love the, I love the movie. I, I, it's, it's sweet, but also like, um, it's really weird. It's got really dumb jokes, and I oh, really love a dumb one, joke. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack <laughs> is incredible, of course. Um, and uh, and it's one of those movies that people, I think, when you, when it came out or or like if you saw it, you'd kind of blow it off. And it's it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, we can jump right into my immediate response. Yes, off of I'm that curious because I still don't know your thoughts on it. Like immediately, what you just said is like a movie that I don't know why I didn't see it. I remember, though, a bunch of my friends saw this and loved it, but yeah. I just never, for some reason, saw it. Right. Um, so I didn't – I kind of went into this with the reverse of sometimes when I do watch a movie somebody, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get it ready for a bad one just because they love it mm. from their past. Yeah, yeah, This one I was like, it should probably be okay because my friends back home, they loved it. Right, and right, I respect right. a lot of my mm-hmm. friends' taste. And – from the get-go, I thought this movie was highly entertaining. Um, I enjoyed all of it. And I think you're right. I want to touch on, like, I loved almost every dumb joke in this movie. Yeah. Like, it had ones where I was just like, yep, I love it. Like, the security guards who were like, stop, don't move. And then when they ran away, like, oh, no, they moved. Like, yeah. that upset them. Yeah. And then they had a great, with that same chase in the golf carts, a great um dummy gag when those guys blew up there were a couple of dave Chappelle ones that were about race that were so funny right. and that's what i think is the the great thing about it is it makes these broad stereotypes yes. you know you've got sister girl you've got smart brother you've got conspiracy brother you have these but it's it's using it to its advantage which i i really like oh yeah and i yeah. think that was a great inter- like the first this is i just have to get to it i said to you very shortly into this movie Probably not even 15 minutes where I was like, I'm already surprised this doesn't have a sequel behind right, it. Right. And I think I could be wrong about this. And I feel badly that I'm forgetful and or ignorant. It might have been a comic book. Uh, yeah. It said it, it said it was based on a web series, yes. I think. Yeah. yeah like yeah. A, an online series, which is pretty early on for something. Yeah. And considering how many times I've seen this movie, like I told you, I haven't seen it in six months and that's. You know, there, there are movies that I watch over and over again, and this yeah. is one of them. Um, and uh, I should know more about its background, but I, I do not. But um, uh, yeah, it's just it's a it's a great it's a great movie, and there I, should be a sequel. But yeah, there, like there I'm is not. I'm immediately sort of disappointed there isn't a sequel, or they're continuing to make them because I kept thinking, what. Because I love this jumping off point where mm-hmm. they have – they just take these broad stereotypes and they're like, okay, what sort of the culture knows of of strong b- black characters is that they're funky. Like uh-huh. that's what the, – like 
the lexicon knows. So we're going to use that to kind of get you us in the seats, and then we're going to expand off of that. And we have the conspiracy brother, the smart brother, all of that. Um, and I thought it was very funny, too, that the, the general sort of like a Colin Powell. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, And oh. then you have Neil Patrick Harris playing the white intern because of affirmative action. Yes, the reverse so he's, of that. he's in it. And, um, yeah, I, I like I like that that they that they show. I think the reason, honestly, I think the reason why there wouldn't be a sequel is, I mean, it's it even watching it now. It was done in two thousand one. It hits a little close to home, meaning like right. It's, it's absolutely true that there are a lot of things that happen, um, whether it makes me comfortable as a white person or not, to that happen that um, that favor um mm-hmm. a, a, a certain kind of a race and i'm i'm saying this happens with casting things this happens i mean like you pretty much always unless the person is like oh they're a they're a you know a comedian that we all know and love and i'm trying to i'm racking my brain off the top of my head besides insecure on hbo i'm trying to think of a lead a black female lead character in a in like a comedy on on television right i mean and you know there's I can't. there's scandal and that's a drama i mean blackish is you have that yeah, blackish but that thematically i'm talking about non-thematically just you're a person you and you're hilarious be, and you happen to yes and i feel like those things tend to skew not only i mean first and foremost i mean it's just the reality it's not it, that's not to say I'm thinking right now of how on, on at CBS they got a lot of guff at the upfronts this year because um, all of the shows that they picked um, were all the lead. They were all men. Every single show that Ooh. they picked are the men are, are the leads. And and yes, there's black men and white men that they picked, but still it's all men. Yeah. And and that is it's it's. Not to say that those weren't great shows to pick. Maybe those were the best shows to pick. But you have to acknowledge the reality of like you're leaving out a whole group of people's stories and experiences for people watching because I want to be able to watch television and see myself. And, yes. and I forget and I think we all forget being in whatever state we're in. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. turn on TV all the time and be like, I is there a show on about a size 12 white girl who's. Uh, bisexual, mostly lesbian, who's left-handed. Like, there <laughs> yeah. isn't, you know, I don't need it to be exactly about me, but there's a lot of people that are just straight up, like, you know, you don't see, there isn't a show about just this, and so you can just watch and, yes. am I making sense? No, I, I think you're like making that's 100%. The why they don't have a spinoff is because it's, or a, a sequel is because it's so close to home. I've talked to other guests about this issue and why, um, that there's this big issues because this is the only way that like and I'm going to call them this white like Hollywood can deal with this is that they're getting pressure to be diverse and they sort of sometimes swing it the wrong way. Yeah. Because they go they go, well, well, then we'll just give you your black movies. We'll give you this blank kind right. of movie rather right. than go like, no, we want there to be diversity in the fact that you'll just or just like, oh, right. you like, don't see you see you like need, you need to put us everywhere you need yeah. to just be con- you need to start just being conscious How did of it be, and i'm i'm thinking right now of um my friend neil gaiman has this show american gods on yeah. now and i had went to a talk of it and one of the girls a woman that came to see the 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 show said i'm i love this show 
And, and she was black. She said, I love this show. And so I came to this panel and I'm surprised to see three white guys that made the show. And she's like, no offense, but like, I wasn't expecting that because it is a diverse, a relatively diverse cast. And Neil had said, well, I didn't go into it going, I'm making a quote unquote diverse cast. This is just what my world looks like. My world looks like I, I have a, I, this is what the world looks like to me. You know what I mean? It would be weird to just have one thing or one, Mm -hmm. whatever. And, and, you know, I think about a show like, okay, like Sex and the City. So you have Sarah Jessica Parker is the lovable, you know, lead girl, right? Yeah. And you, and you have the time that she's with Blair Underwood for that long period, right? Was she the one that was with Blair Underwood? I think she was the one who dated him for a bit on that. And you have never the, seen it. So that's oh, well. okay. <laughs> but you have these moments where this white girl is kind of going through, you know, like she's dating this guy and that guy and whatever. And you don't think twice about it. But we don't have a show where, you know, the only one I can think of right now is like the only one I can think of recently is Scandal. That's the only one I can think of right now. Like strong black woman. Like then you have but you don't have like, okay, she just happens to be. And then, okay, you just see her experience and her life and her whatever in, in this unless it's unless it's notably like, oh, they were already in pop culture involved in in the thing and that is involved in the in you know our collective consciousness about oh we know you you're funny we mm-hmm. get it you know um and it's just and i'm not like it's nobody's i mean clearly it's somebody's fault or whatever but it's something <laughs> to be aware of instead of like just acting like it doesn't happen and i have seen it myself i've seen it in so many different places i just i'm a member of a theater company in la we just had a situation where we picked a show and and it was called Welcome to the White Room and it's going to come out soon. And we realized that the only people that were auditioning were a bunch of white people. And we, we can't do a show, even though we have a diverse company called Welcome to the White Room and have nothing but white people in it. And we had to go back and, and open up the auditions. And, you know, and it's annoying. Yeah. It, but to some people were but it's the reality of something that we have to constantly keep in yes. balance and that's why i think what's important about about um you know it's a silly movie but it is something that we constantly have to recognize because it's like democracy balance about equality equality yes. the act of equality is constantly something that we just have to be mindful of because if not it's very easy to kind of be in our bubble of mm-hmm. like, oh, everything's fine. And it's really not. It's grossly unequal for a lot of ways. And a lot of people, especially the people who dig their heels in the door, anybody who's listening to this is like, that's not true. Like I there I would encourage you to question your you just have the to wake veracity up. Yeah. of your of your convictions because Are, you can become content about where you stand. Right. And not be aware of the world, how it functions around you. Exactly. It's just it's the idea of like mentally leaving your own neighborhood. Right. Exactly. And exactly. looking at like, oh, how is the world doing? And it's great to hear someone like yourself who is in a position of being like on a hit show and stuff. And I only bring that up because that's a point of where you are in a point of, of privilege where you can turn around and help the others. And that's what we need. And that's what I think people are realizing and why there's been like it's still a movie like this is so still relevant is because 
there's people that are in a power and position yeah. of privilege we that are aren't a, helping people. Yes, we actually are in a place now. We're in a place now. We're like, this is more. I was watching this now. I'm like, this is more relevant than ever because now we're in a world where there are um, less, uh, less, uh, what is the word? Less anglophiled uh, people, right? Mm-hmm. People who, who, things that are not, um, that don't tend to skew Caucasian, let's say. Yeah. That aren't, that isn't getting any airtime because it's not Caucasian. Case in point, in the first time in decades, right? Um, the White House didn't do a Ramadan dinner for the first time in decades. They didn't Ugh. do a break fast. So, and that, why? If that was a traditionally, it, of course we're going to do an Easter egg roll, right? Yeah. Because that is a traditionally Caucasian thing. Yeah. So when we are, embrace um, the Caucasianness of everything or have this fear of, of, I don't know that we will disappear as a race. Oh my God. When like last time anybody, you know, I don't know, 23 and me themselves, like <laughs> my, my batter that made me is all kinds of things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm the yeah. first thing that mine came up with when my mom did my stuff and I'm the most half and half white girl that exists. Like my one grandparents like came from Italy. My other grandparents came from Norway and then uh-huh. they came to America and then they like had, so, and those half and half you get. And like, when you go and do that thing, you find out like, Oh, there is no such thing as a straight up French person. There is no such thing as a straight up Italian. A lot, and most of my yeah. Italian comes from like middle Eastern and Greece and all these other places. Nobody is straight up. And everybody was mixed up anyway. Yes. And- well, I mean, that's the simplest argument that, the the powers that be at right now our our Trump cabinet and everything don't li- ever listen to right they literally are like you're you are in a country that's built on immigrants right and this and, and just this nonsense on dis- about about <laughs> not uh, okay I won't even go so far as to say vilifying although I do think they vilify uh, uh, giving a name to uh, you know call it urban areas and yeah. all of this stuff that becomes sort of um, you know, I'm sure that they wouldn't say that they're demonizing. And I'm sure that that Clark dude doesn't think that he's I don't believe that he thinks that Sheriff Clark thinks he's being a, a, a you know, a a, a a real slap in the face yeah. to, to anybody else who who is of his heritage. Um, but um, it's just something to be really mindful. And I'm lucky because. Um, like I said, I'm the whitest of the white girl in the world. My godmother right. is black and I was raised in a, in a, in a experience where, um, and since I, I was a kid of the seventies, I was, I was a kid of all of that. Like, um, I don't know. I was raised in that experience of this is incredible. This is something you really keep an eye out for. Yeah. And <clears throat> I got to tell you that me who is as aware of that. No, I'm not as aware of it as they come. I'm not at all. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so, uh, I am, I am very, 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 very aware of my ignorance about a lot of things. That's and, the start. And yes. And, uh, uh, I still do like horrible, um, where I'm like, Oh God, I didn't know that. Oh God. You know, I, I, uh, subscribe to this thing that they just started called the safety pin box, which is a bunch of women, of color that basically um, give money to um, other 
uh, women of color that are, are doing change within their community and at the same time try to educate people that are not of color of like these are the things you need to know so that you don't have to go – I don't have to go – to like my aunt Debbie and be like, yeah. aunt Debbie, uh, can you explain this thing to me as a white girl? I don't get it. Um, because that stuff is my whole point of it yeah. is it's, it's something that we have to be aware of. It's not something that like you could at the very least throw your hands up and be like, I'm totally ignorant about it. I don't get it because and, and if someone is saying like, oh, I don't get it or you're making a big deal out of it, they're just sort of ignorant about it. And I'm not saying that like we all come from, um, you know, deep we all have our bag of rocks. We all yeah. come from a given set of circumstances mm-hmm. where uh, there's all people of all kinds of races and creeds and colors and things that have come from poverty. It's not just, you know, I'm not trying to say that like, yes, it's, I get it. And you've had to work hard and get to where, I mean, I come from poverty too. Like, I mean, we had food on the table, but you know, like poor, um, three months of summer, all we had was cans of tuna, but, but yeah, you had that experience. Uh, we had tuna. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm saying that like you, you all, like that we all have to, I'm going off on a tangent cause I had some chocolate cake go, and, I'm, and sugar, sugar high, but like you, that, yes, I understand that like people can get very touchy about like, well, I had this happen or whatever and I'm not black and why, you know, it's not, and I'm probably preaching to the choir considering this is your pod- podcast. For sure. It's something that I notice a lot of like, even in, um, yeah, I mean, I've noticed it before, even in myself. It's, it's, you know, and it's funny because even as, um, even as a, a a queer person, I have internalized homophobia, right? Like mm-hmm. I've been dating a guy for a while, and that can put a lot of judgment on me about, like, I have. And when I was with a girl, I had internalized homophobia about that, and I feel like um, there is, there is, it's, it's a balancing act. These things that are balancing acts are stuff you have to be aware of because stuff like racism comes up inside of our bodies whether we're the kindest nicest most wonderful person in the world it comes up it's something to notice it's not something to like it freak out about but it's like oh i'm right now believing x y and z because of the way this person looks the color of their skin the religion they are the thing they are instead of examining what they're showing from the content of their character instead of what I'm not coming at them with a blank slate. I'm making an assumption based on whatever, whether yeah. they're wearing glasses or whatever. And you could be right. They could be those things. Well, but- we're all we're all sort of. And I think I've had I've had a guest on that said this. And I've also had a conversation with the person I'm dating about this, about how we're all inherently going to be racist because we have immediate gut reactions yeah. to things. So instead of reacting to that built-in racism that we have right like and saying and denying it and going no i'm not it's it's the same thing of acknowledge that you're ignorant and go okay that's wrong that was me having a racist thought how do i change that right because it's just a thought thought. and the worst thing you could do is try to structure your brain in a way to sort of think all of your thoughts are right on the money because then you're never going to expand. Nothing is ever going to change. <laughs> yeah. And I feel bad for you because you're going to have the same boring 10,000 thoughts in your head for the rest of your life instead of like, okay, those things that feel like contraction in your body, that they're probably contraction in your body. Yeah. It probably is, you know, something to be explored. And it doesn't mean that you're the next thought you're going to have is going to be, you know, so, but I, and I'm, and I'm speaking from personal experience about, um, about this. I mean, I'm, I I think that all of us have those 
moments and things and judgments and you know all of that but i i really like i like this movie cuz it it um it pokes fun at something um and it also makes you makes you think if you if you want to i think you're 100% right and that's the best way to start getting people to think is to literally show us a little bit of the cracks in the seriousness of it all right because it is a race and everything throughout especially in america throughout the years is one of the serious most serious issues that we have to continue right. we have to, to build and try yeah. to correct and make better but a movie like this does get us to be like let's laugh at it but yeah. also really there are issues like every character in here like I think I love Dave Chappelle's character when I do I'm a huge fan of oh, Dave yeah. Chappelle period but his character is so funny but it's like this guy is speaking to a, a, a vast majority of people that deal with this on a daily basis right so he's funny but you're also like eh, shit man this guy's right you have to deal with all this absurdity of being oppressed yeah so like he's not wrong yeah <laughs> or statistically you're like oh yeah that that, that group of people doesn't have they traditionally have worse health care. They have worse child care. They have uh, voting rights get weirder around different groups, like yeah. all that stuff. So, I mean, you understand where that comes from. And and uh, and yeah, but uh, even just that little point where they talk about, you know, that that uh, Billy D. Williams character is um, the general might be a Republican. Yeah. And how he says, you know, well, no, they've never done anything good. And then. The smart other one, brother. smart yeah. brother, is like, well, they did, you know, they did have Abraham Lincoln, and they did do the Emancipation Proclamation, <laughs> and, you know, and it, and and those little nods of of stuff, I think, is- and, and that's a great thing to point out that like it's breaking also the norm because I think for the several years the white privilege looks at the black culture as like uneducated. Just because of that's where they put them. And something like this is like you get the black man telling you exactly what, you know, no, Republicans used to be this way and that's changed over time. And it's stuff like that that I'm like, that's, I just want to watch characters that. Right. Uh, uh, that happen to be different than me that have more not like they right. definitely have more knowledge. than right. me. There's so many people in this world that have more knowledge than me. Right. But it's like. That's what's another thing. I just think it's a great thing right. about this movie, right. and I also and like needs to be more of that. Yeah, I also like that it acknowledges, you know, the the mostly the marginalized places in our culture are the ones where all the culture that everybody likes comes from. Uh, mm-hmm. g- gay culture. Uh, I mean, goes without saying. I could list them all off, but we all know, like music, fashion, blah 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 blah, all that. Yeah, uh, and and the same thing with black culture. And I like that the Chris Kattan, the villain in this. He keeps almost he can't help it. And I that is such a cool obstacle for a, a villain to have. Yeah. And it's so silly and funny that like he he's against them. You know, he's against the, the, the brotherhood, but yet he can't help but be enchanted by their music, yeah. their sayings, their whatever. And he keeps accidentally slipping. And it, yeah. I think that that is kind of funny where people in our world, they have put our um They've put their rage into uh, a particular group of people and then but yet, you know, without me, you know, even just in spite of themselves, they find mm-hmm. them, you know, they gravitate toward uh, uh, things that they enjoy that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for our whole yeah. our whole country is built on this this oppressed culture. Yeah, we've grown so much as a, a as a, a nation, and, and the fact that they because of it and, and, and music. God bless and, it, it, the 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 ability of of the human spirit to be able to transcend those things and to yeah. make something. It is 
Grand Central here. Uh, that is, I don't know what that is, but we're just going to like. I can pause. Do you, knows, do you, do you need yeah, to pause? Pause because now there's alarms going off. You I guys. love this. I we love know what's gonna this. what's going to happen. Not a problem at all. I had to got to get a little bite of more your oh, wonderful cake. Yes. Um. Uh. Where I had a thought I wanted to that we were we were discussing. One of the main reasons I wanted us to get more back to the movie and praise it more. Mm-hmm. But before we move on, the, this the bigger the the racial uh, mm-hmm. world discussion is that. That's why I was sort of wish there was sequels to this. I kind of wish this team would come back and do more Undercover Brother because I think there's. It's especially as as you were pointing out, as it's relevant today. But I feel like you could continue this character oh, in yeah. today's age, oh, God. and you could expand on all these these because there's are just over time stereotypes become more and more. You realize there's just more to expand and have different like different You're brothers, but different sisters. Right. And also, I would love to see the, this character in this world that they created in this movie just expand even on the Chris Kattan character. Yeah. Because I think that's so funny. But then we've sort of come into this world where there's been a lot of appropriation from the black culture. Yeah. And it gets celebrated right. rather f- for the people that appropriate, not the originators. Right, 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 <laughs> and I think right, that's right, a whole right, other right, thing right, that you right, can make right, fun right, of you're right, you're right, and you're expand right. on. You're right, you're and right, And I sort right. of just wish, come on, guys, mm-hmm. Malcolm Lee, or what, what is his name that directed this? And all the writers, like, come on. Right. I want to see you show us more about this because yeah. I think there's oh, I more to be sa- I to say. I agree with you. I wish so badly. And if anybody knows anybody who can... Call him and say, make a sequel, make a sequel. Yeah. Like make a sequel. Bring this back. John Ridley. So, come on, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it is, it is just a great, great, it's a great movie. And I mean, John Ridley, I just pulled him up and he's producing a lot of great stuff. I mean, he was 12 years a slave. He has that new show gorilla. That's supposed to be great. I mean, he's still active, but let's, let's see if we can write up some letters and, to get yeah, more undercover I brother. And I don't, and you know, it's funny because when I tell people like, it's one of my favorite movies, we're like, oh, really? Like, no, it's a great movie. It's not, you know, it, it's a for for a comedy, you know, that like I think it's way better than like there are these movies that people uh, like, I don't know, what's a movie that like I've never been able to sit all the way through Dumb and Dumber. It's just not something I can do. Like cuz it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't do something for me personally. This movie all does good. does something for me. Uh, this is a highly entertaining movie. Yeah, and it's just satisfying like People working together for the greater good. Um, uh, it just, it, it's just, and you know, uh, yeah. considering it was 2001 mm-hmm. and the technology is silly. I mean, there's a lot of like hard drives and USB yes. ports. Uh, however, it, it's, it's pretty good for and being. It doesn't, and, but they're smart because they don't focus a lot of the attention on the technology. Yeah, they don't. They just use it when they need it to get the story going yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah. And then the rest of it's just like, let's follow these fun characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it didn't, It. I think it's aged pretty well. Yeah. There might be some like film stuff in it that you're like, oh, that's a little dated. Like yeah. slow motion's a little like, you're like, oh, that's not very clean. But like. The CGI is a little. Yeah. yeah. But overall, it's like, but that's, those CGI moments are very far and f- yeah. between in this the movie. The costumes are, are well done. Yeah. Um, the jokes are, are uh, you know, they, it reminds me, it's got a lot of that um, kind of. Austin Powersy kind of thing. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of it. Like, it's like people would probably have categorized, put it in that category. Where like mm-hmm. how like Soul Plane came out, and people were like, mm-hmm. "That's the the black airplane." But this was like, I could see that how this is, but 
I immediately upon what within minutes of us starting it was like, oh, it's not that. Yeah, there's more. It's not there's Austin. More. It's not the black Austin yeah, Powers. There's more to this movie than that. Yes, yeah. and I mean, I give me, a, I love especially the oh, first Austin Powers. I think is still oh, yeah. a brilliant parody. Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, it's got that flavor. It's got um, it's got a couple of. Uh, it reminds me a little bit. There's another movie I like that's ridiculous. Uh, it, it reminds. It's got a little Charlie's Angels in yeah. it from like the first Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. However. It's its own thing, and I think it's got a better, you know, a much deeper message in all of its silliness. I would agree. Yeah. They're, they're taking those grander things that we want to talk about and giving it a platform that, unfortunately, is the best platform to get the people that we've discussed or where we've started off being a little ignorant and getting them to be able to watch it. Yeah. And, and of course, like, you oh, feel a little silly. You feel a little like, oh, God, you know, not silly isn't the word horrified I think is the right word I'm thinking of where you're like oh my god that he's opening a fried chicken joint oh my god they do a graphic where um, you know it looks like he's in blackface for a <laughs> second and, and it's very off-putting um, it, you know it makes you un- it makes you feel uncomfortable but at the same time it's it just reminds you of you know and it, it's th- th- those sorts of I, I, I am a believer that the deeply horrible, tragic, tragic things in life that um, you have to try to make a joke out of them. For sure. So that you can look at it clearer. Yeah. I've listened, I've been listening to a lot of in interviews with in her books, Carrie Fisher, and that's her whole thing mm-hmm. before she passed. Like her thing was if I don't laugh at my life, then it's not, it right. will crush me. Right. Right. It right, really, right. It's right. not worth living. And this is, and this movie I think makes fun in a really good way about white people not in a not in a you're a bunch of dummies but in a in um it just pokes fun at this um it just pokes fun at at the stuff that i think that that's good that that um we need i'm sorry but we as white people need to be brought down a peg yeah like on a daily basis about how ridiculous it in a in a in a sweet kind of way it um it I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. And I actually, and they, really, yeah. they cast it very well to be that part. Yeah. I mean, they got Neil Patrick Harris to be that guy that sort yeah. of goes through that that weird growth of like kind of being like, oh, I'm just here because of I have affirmative a job. action yeah. as a job as the kind of ignorant intern that's fine. But then he sort of goes through a process of like being more accepted and kind of like into their culture, right? In that right. sense, right? And you pick the perfect guy to do that to be like. You, I feel like any white person can look at Neil Patrick Harris in this role and be like, "Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of that dumb." Yeah, <laughs> and be okay with it because it's exactly, him. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. And the costumes are fantastic, and uh, just the retroness, the way that they blend the 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 color palette of the whole thing, and the the there's like a whimsical quality that I'm I'm quite a fan of, and yeah. I will repeat it. The soundtrack is incredible. The soundtrack is incredible. Yeah. I just I want. I really want more of it. Like yeah. that's how I walked away from Undercover Brother is just wanting more. I was like, why can't there be more of this world and expanding and taking these deep, bigger issues and poking the, the proper fun at them? Right. I, and also give them a chance. I'm going to say, I'm going to call it out on this one thing. Mm-hmm. That, like give that female a little more, more. Yeah, you're right. Cause I think they're, they, they, hers like the tip of the iceberg of there's a couple of moments where she's like, man, man like calling out the chief uh-huh. about yeah. her position as a woman and like even the shower scene was a little like oh much yeah the shower scene's stupid it yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one that doesn't date as well as everything yeah. else because you're like 
All right. Like, yeah. great. I like, <laughs> I like that how it ends. I like the surprise uh-huh. of it's, it, it takes that like, oh, they're trying to two girls being sexy, but they actually do the two girls being sexy like way too long. So it's yes. sort of like they get their, you know, and, and the, the joke isn't, um, on the like, we're a couple of badasses. I like, I like later on when they take down the guys, both of them together as a team. I like all that. Um, yeah. but, um, I agree with you. I mean, that it's, it would be, it would be an infinitely better movie if it, um, if just clean that up a little bit yeah. because it's like less of, it just takes a little more off of like them being one objectified and two also like, Oh, the only way this is working is that the men are now cheering them on. Oh yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. there's issues. I think it would be it great doesn't if you stop had, the movie or make had, me hate it. Or if you had the girl and him, you know, of course she's going to get together with him and of course it's got to be that and. But it doesn't always have to be that like you don't you know, you don't see movies where two, I don't know, a guy and another guy that are partners um, and then they're first they're at odds with each other. But then they get along it. Last time I checked, those movies don't end with them making out at the end. We're yes, satisfied she- without that. Um, but it, as as when we you know, you make an assumption like, oh, they should be together. Um, and because she is sort of the token woman on the good side until um, Denise Richards joins their side and now it's like two women, but it's still, yeah, it's still, you know, there's one more girl in that group. That would be a better. Yeah, for sure. You're or right. just have a fe- a strong, just have her just yeah. a strong female lead in the future. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Undercover Absolutely. sister, whatever. Exactly. Undercover like, sister. <laughs> that was, I mean, that's the only thing. But other than that, I mean, again, it, it didn't stop the, me from enjoying the movie. Mm-hmm. It was just the thing. I was like, I'm going to call it out. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and then they were, yeah, as you said, she saves the day multiple times. Totally. So I got to give her to that. Yeah. Um, she definitely did, which is great. But so funny. I think it was a very charming, hilarious, colorful. Movie. Everybody should. Like, I think it's. And it, again, it's a comedy. I think comedies can age badly if yeah. they're the ones that like even like a good classic drama, even if it's dated and like there's things that are like now sort of you like – like there's movies back in the day like, oh, that's not really how the world works anymore. You can right. still find quality in it. But like a comedy can be like that's just unwatchable now. Right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. Like can't, can't explore that anymore. But this one ages very well. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to probably like if I find out if – John Ridley, the writer and creator of it, has a Twitter. I'll probably tweet at him to say, bring it back. (laughs) It's the best I can do, apparently, in my position. But great. Um, As we're we're closing up, uh, Kirsten, I have to ask, Mm -hmm. as I ask every guest, Mm -hmm. um, my podcast is all about me willing to watch anything once. Uh But my big question for you is... um, Is there a movie or a genre of movie or type of movie... It can be as specific or, or broad as you want, but mm-hmm. are there things out there that you will not watch? Are Horror there things, that, or that's like the mo- I get that the most. That's yeah, of course funny. you do. Yeah, yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> but why for you? Horror movies or or movies about animals? Actually, I don't like I don't like to watch movies about okay about animals because typically it's terrible. Because I mean, you know, there's so many good movies about animals. Typically, there's going to be a moment where the animal's going to be hurt or whatever, and I I. I, uh, I just, I can't do it. It's, it's unpleasant to me. If the mm-hmm. point of watching something is, is at a pleasure, I guess it's like, I'm taking my free time, which is valuable real estate and choosing <laughs> to do something that, that I don't want to 
weep uncontrollably in an unsatisfying fashion. I I also tend to not want to watch um, really intense documentaries. I don't know. I really, I'm terrible. So Blackfish is completely out because that's an intense and animal. Yeah, I don't want to watch uh, movies about, um, I don't really want to watch any serious movies. So I'm stick, pretty bad about that. I stick that's okay. almost exclusively comedies or like a like a good like a, a movie that takes like a Howard's End or impromptu. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch those. I'll watch a comedy. I'll uh, sometimes watch a cartoon. I'm real raw about my movie picking. Um, sometimes wrong, I won't watch something because. I want it to be good and I'm just too worried that it won't be. And then I'll like avoid it for years and then I will. But horror movies, I think is like my main, like not there's, I don't care who and what and who's in it. And I I don't want to go to there. Now here's the thing. Scary movie. If there's no blood in it, I want there to be more of these. No blood, not violent, just suspenseful, like a good mystery Oh my god, I love that so much. In in association with the movie we watched today, Undercover mm-hmm. Brother, which had mind control of a black man, have mm-hmm. do you seen Get Out? I want to see it so badly. Go out I'm of your way go see it. and go see it. Because I'm see it. that's the only you, one actually that I'm making my thing, and I feel badly because I really wanted to see it in the movie theater. You're busy. I get it. No, I wanted <laughs> to see it, but I was afraid to see it in the movie theater, and I heard that. He said specifically, "This is a movie to, meant to be seen in a movie theater," and I I know. I made a movie, Kill Me Deadly, which you can find on Amazon and I own the DVD. iTunes, um, and you own the DVD, which is even fancier, um, <laughs> uh, that uh, that movie is meant to be seen in a movie theater. And so when he said that, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. But I'm so nervous about it that I um, I didn't. I didn't. And it's I, I have it. I own it. Oh, so great. it's sitting there. Um, it's going to happen. Have uh, some friends over. I think it's a – I would say – because I think he's right, but I think it's more of that group experience too. Oh, That's the it. fun part about – because that – I feel like those are the best thrillers because you just have that collective – when I saw it with me and my friend Farley, that was half the fun. Like yeah. is one, it's just – for me, it's been one of the best movies of the year. It will be in my top oh, five I'm if sure not is, yeah. my top three by the end of the year, but – it's perfectly – the suspense is so perfect. You're reacting together as the story goes. That's cool. So I would say have some and friends I really, over and I, do it as a group. I, I bit the bullet because I love them so much knowing it was violent and had an animal in it. And I watched Keanu. And, there you go. And See? I had a good time. There, yeah. So. And I think Get Out, you, you'll really enjoy it because the very lack of violence. Oh, just suspenseful and spooky and scary. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's all uncomfortable. That layer of like dealing with racism and all of that. It is. You'll love it. You will not be just just what you just said. Explained what you like out of it. Okay. He will hit everything. I'm in. You want. I'm in. So because he takes his like he talks about in his interviews, like he takes his kind of cues from like Rosemary's Baby. And then there's another one he references. Another movie I've just, never seen. It's that one's the one you could probably get through. It's just all suspense. I know, it's I all know. awkward. Ugh. I don't know if I could do it. Hey, I'm not saying you have Very to. Sensitive. I'm not trying to force okay. you to watch okay. horror. Get out, I'm watching, but not Rosemary's Baby. It's too soon, too soon. All right, all right, all right. I too get soon. it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But the animal thing, I want to just do a real quick test. Homeward Bound, would you watch it? 
No. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. Uh, there's a new one coming out of Netflix that's, a, that's an imaginary, like it's a fictional animal that they create for it, but it's about it being taken away and it's about a little no, girl never. going to no. save it. No. No, Oka, I don't think Oka. so. Okay. Great. I don't think so. All right. I don't think so. My dog Skip. No. <laughs> Dog's Life? No. Okay. Fox and the Hound? No. Uh, all Dogs Go to Heaven. I no. a cartoon. No. Well, no, I saw that one. Okay. I saw that one. I did see that Would one. Would you watch it again? Day. Would you return to it? Probably. Because that one was, I know what happened. Everything worked out okay. All right. All right. It's got all a right. very affirming title, too. It does. It does, yeah. it does very much. Yeah. But what does that say for cats? I don't know. Never seen it. So yeah. They're fine, too. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, we know your we know your boundary. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kirsten, for introducing me to uh, Undercover Brother Hooray. and spending this day with me. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you for watching it. Everybody else, watch that. If you want more from Kirsten Vangsness, you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, it's at Vangsness. On Instagram, it's Kirsten Vangsness, her full name. Also, you can watch her perform on Criminal Minds Wednesday night starting on September 27th. It returns to CBS. Also, you can see her perform her one-person show, The Mess, at the Barn Theater in Porterville, California on Saturday, 22nd of July at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday the 23rd of July at 2.30 p.m. I will leave a link um, in the description of the show for you guys to grab tickets to see her perform that great one-person show. Thank you for listening and please go on to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, and then share this podcast with your friends and family and your enemies. More listeners, the better. Also, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWWAO. Share it with your family. Thank you so much. And remember, if you haven't seen it once, you can't complain. Just good cake, isn't it? Good cake. It's really good cake. It is really. Accurate. It's a little messy, but I think overall it's delicious cake. Messy is okay though. Yeah. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.